to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined as I am every episode by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? Oh, man. I'm sad that October is over, but man, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm excited for any holiday when the central component of it is eating. But, um, hell yes. The, the thing is this hey, October may be over, but as we always say, Spooktober is a year round event. Uh, we'd never let it die. So, um, I, I'm holding tight. I, 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 with very grudgingly throughout our jack o' lanterns today with a trash <laughs> pickup, and I, I almost wanted to keep them a little longer, but I did not. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, Wherever you're listening to us, make sure you subscribe to us and help us out networking by sharing the episodes. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams. Make sure you follow us there and join the discussions uh, and uh, give us some feedback. We're reachable on all those avenues. Uh, Before we jump into things, as always, we have two things we like to hit. Thank you to Monica for all her research and helping uh, keep us as organized as is humanly possible for us uh, and giving us uh, uh, some information to make us sound intelligent. It's a hard, hard job, and she does it well. And as always, there's a spoiler warning. Uh, any movies we talk to, we don't try to give away uh, the whole kit and caboodle. But in the course of discussing these, of course, there will be things spoiled. So uh, you've been warned. Uh, before we get into the news and the new releases, let's play our game, Mike. Let's play top three. Top three. <laughs> All right, Ike. This week we have uh, we have an idea you threw at us here, and I liked it, so we're going with it. It is the top three weapons in a horror movie. I like these. I like these. I like top threes that are kind of specific, right? Where we can really get down and, and come up with some stuff. And um, I pulled. Uh, here's my thing. Before we dive into this, and and I hopefully I'm not like spoiling your picks. <laughs> I I tried to. I try to stay away from a couple of the major obvious ones. Oh, uh, me there, too. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one that I had to go with because I just thought it was it was. But I, I, you know, some of the ones. I mean, okay, let's give it. I, I, I fucking I love Michael Myers with the big knife, right? I I love Ghostface with his hunting knife. I like those. But I I tried to stay. I tried to, to have a little originality in what I picked and and uh overall. So anyway, I, I guess enough. I don't know why I'm giving a precursor to this, but let's just dive into it. Our top three weapons in a horror movie. I can let you go first. What is your number three? Um, so I, I don't think I've ever talked about this movie, but it's the Sentinel Sphere. Um, yes. Phantasm. I love that fucking thing. Oh, man, yes. it's so cool. It like hits them in the head. It drills into their brain. And it's just a very cool weapon. Um, they also had a cameo in the uh, new Crypt or it's um, Tales from the Crypt that's on uh, – uh, what's it called? AMC Plus and uh, Shutter. So, oh, yeah, it's really cool. Creep, creep show. Creep, creep show, show. Yeah, not Tales yeah. from the Crypt. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, they're very similar. Trust me. They're uh, that almost made my list. I, I didn't. It didn't quite make the cut, but I'm glad you brought it up because it almost made my list. So I'm glad you threw it on there. So it it kind of makes the overall. Uh, that's that is that is a very very cool weapon, a very unique weapon, and that's I like that. My number three. <laughs> I, I'm unique as well. My number three is the cotton candy gun. From Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ike, have you seen Killer Clowns? Hell yes, I've seen Killer Clowns. I almost I, put that on there because I love cotton candy. <laughs> I fucking love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is a fun, fun movie. And anything that shoots cotton candy and puts someone in like a, 
a cotton candy uh, cocoon, I guess is what you would call it, is amazing to me. I, I love that. If if I ever get the opportunity to dress up for Halloween and go out, it will probably – I'm always leaning towards I want to dress up as the fat clown from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I think his name's Ch- – is it Chubby? I think it's Chubby. I can't I remember exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I've, I've got the build for that. I can cover up. So the beard – I have a beard. So the beard detracts from a lot of costumes. You, know, you can't do it with the beard. And I'm not going to shave the beard uh, right now. So so I can put a mask on and hide oh, – anyway. All right. I go on. What's your number two weapon in a horror movie? My number two weapon, um, and this is a new one, it's the Caddo Nine Tails, which is Art the Clown's weapon, where it's like the thing that's like a whip and it's got scalpels and knives and stuff on it. Yeah, I, uh, Art's very known for uh, his uh, weapon creating. I love in Terrifier 2 when he makes the one, uh, now I know this is not the one you picked, but the, where he makes that club where he's sitting there yep. doing a little, uh, uh, no pun intended, arts and crafts, uh, and makes his little club uh, He's a very creative very, uh, killer. Did you hear I, the, the news today is they have submitted, whether it be, is taken seriously or not, they have submitted Terrifier 2 for Oscar consideration. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. I would, so help me God, if they even get nominated for something, I am going to be running down the street screaming for joy because that will be the most amazing thing ever. Uh, trust me, I'm telling you, uh, on effects alone, I think it should get an Oscar. On that, on that side of it. It, 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 especially again, like I said before, with the budget they did, uh, they didn't have this immense big studio budget and they did some amazing stuff. Uh, but anyway, my number two, um, let me get my list there. My number two is uh, from a, kind of a newer, newer series of movies that I really, really like. And I'm going to get it's kind of a plain weapon, but uh, maybe not one that gets a lot of talk. It's Victor Crowley's axe from the hatchet mm-hmm. series. Um, I, I love the hatchet movies. I like that. And the Hatchet movies were were kind of a throwback horror slasher type movie that's made modern. I, to me, they were great, great movies, especially the first one. I love it. And, um, you know, I, I think he found some creative ways to kill people with the axe. Uh, I, are, you, are you a fan of the Hatchet movies? Oh, yeah. I love the Hatchet movies. Actually, I, um, I would say in the last year or two, I went, went and watched a lot of them. Um, I think Hatchet's one of those ones where it's like you, you have to have fun with it. It has a lot of really great cameos. Um, so yeah, no, I love the hatchet movies and you're right. The, the ax doesn't get a lot of love in a lot of cases, not a very common murder weapon. No, no, it's not. I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those, you know, I mean, everybody's got a knife, everybody, you know, the blade, you think the machete with Jason, all these things, but yeah, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's odd to me that no one over the years, his primary weapon has been an ax, but, uh, all right, Ike, what is your number one weapon in a horror movie? All right, so I went a little obscure for this one. I, I, I basically pushed this one to the very limits of what you could consider a weapon. I'm going to talk about the biological weapon, the T-Virus, from the Resident Evil movie franchise. Oh, yes. Yeah. Should have known you went there. You're you're a huge Resident Evil fan, so I'm not surprised you went there. So so tell us a little. I'm not I'm not as versed in the Resident yeah. Evil world, so, so tell us about this virus. Yeah, no, so uh, for people who maybe have never seen the movies or played the games, really long story short, the T-virus is essentially this, like a zombie virus. Um, there's a whole lot of other viruses that have kind of spawned from the T-virus or what they call the progenitor virus. But the T-virus um, is basically, it's airborne. Once you inhale it, um, you know, in, in its airborne form, I should say, you inhale it, you basically die and turn into a zombie eventually. Um, or if you're bitten by somebody who has been infected with the T-virus, you then, of course, turn into a zombie, uh, turns you into a shambling monster, and uh, you get hungry for flesh. Very, very hungry for that yummy, yummy flesh. <laughs> Sounds like a very effective weapon indeed. Uh, yes, so, indeed. <laughs> uh, my, well, my number one, 
my number one's not anything super original, but to me, it just is hands down the most iconic weapon in horror movies. And I just couldn't overlook it. And I'm kind of glad you didn't pick it. Uh, I was afraid maybe you would. It's it's pretty standard, but I had to go with number one being Freddy's glove from Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street. I just I, I tried to be original. I tried to think of things. I thought, man, it's just it's got to be there, right? It's got to be when I think horror movie weapons, that's just what pops into mind. That that bladed glove. It uh, I remember, you know, when these movies were coming out, you know, originally back in the 80s. I mean, it was so freaking original. I mean, it was just it was so different. It was so cool. Um, everybody wanted to have one. you wanted to walk around with this glove, you'll scrape it in against <laughs> the wall and, and freaking people out. To me, it's just it is the epitome of an iconic horror movie. But of course, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, so I, I don't know. I just don't think it gets any more iconic than Freddy's glove. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right. Now let's look at some news and upcoming releases. Uh, we got a few news things. Uh, depends on where you're at in the part of the world. There's a convention coming up, uh, World Fantasy Con, November 3rd through 6th at the Hyatt Regency in New Orleans. And it's it's a gathering of those interested in light and dark fantasy art and fiction. And, and it's primarily I'm bringing this up because it's a long-running convention. It's been going on since 1975, 47 years. This damn convention's as old as I am. And that's pretty <laughs> remarkable. Uh, I mean, outside of San Diego, you don't get, you know, you don't get conventions that run that long. So we thought it'd be uh, worth throwing out there. Uh, moving on to Toys and Merch. Again, here we are again. We're going to talk Nika again. Uh, Nika's <laughs> releasing an Annabelle figure. For their head knocker collection. It's kind of a bobblehead thing. If you like those kind of things, uh, keep an eye on the Nika Facebook page. Or you can visit www.nikastore.com. Um, I don't think I'll have I, – I just don't think I could ever dive too much. I love the Conjuring movies and Annabelle and all that. I just don't think I will ever really want any kind of doll-related merchandise in my home because dolls fucking creep me out. I I, I mean even the ones that are trying <laughs> to be cute. I just – I don't see myself diving in any Annabelle merchandise. Uh, anytime soon and a, a couple of big birthdays coming up uh november 6th is ethan hawk's birthday of course he's known for sinister the purge most recently black phone uh, he was excellent in that movie and then uh november 3rd the day of the release of this episode uh tom savini has a birthday of course everybody knows tom savini right the special effects mastermind known for the 1978 dawn of the dead uh, where he received several nominations for his work through different awards uh, entities that, of course, he worked on Friday the 13th, Part 1, The Final Chapter, Creep Show 1 and 2, Black Phone uh, that we mentioned with Ethan Hawke. I mean, Tom Savini is the man. Um, just absolutely. I mean, horror horror would be a completely different if it was not for the work and the foundation that Tom Savini has laid down. So happy birthday, Mr. Savini. And there's also a couple big anniversary dates for movies. Uh, on November 3rd, 1956, The Wizard of Oz first aired on TV. Uh, the, the movie was originally re- uh, released theatrically in 1939, and I know a lot of people are going to say, why the fuck are you mentioning The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> you can think what you want. In my mind, The Wizard of Oz is a monster horror movie, and it always will be. It, it scared the crap out of me when I was little. And here's the thing. Let, like, let's discuss this for a little bit, right? Because this is one of my favorite topics. I love to discuss this part. And I, have you seen The Wizard of Oz before? I, it may have oh, been yeah. a little bit. Okay. <laughs> here's the thing. A lot of people will watch The Wizard of Oz, right? They wouldn't think horror per se, right? They, they don't think. But keep in context the time period. This movie was made in 1939. So this is the time of, of your classic universal movies. When you compare this movie 
to those movies, why is it not horror? Why, what's different yeah. that it would not be considered horror? I mean, there are so many. I mean, come on, the freaking winged monkeys enough or not to scare the crap out of you. Not to mention the fact that there's wicked witches and there's this evil wizard mastermind. I mean, to me, you can say what you want. I know compared to modern horror, yes, maybe it's not it's not horror, right? There's not blood, guts. There's not slasher. There's none of those kind of elements or any of that kind of thing. If you compare it to its peers in this time period, I hands down, I will go to my grave saying The Wizard of Oz is a horror slash monster movie. Discussion done. Ike, what do you think? You know, um, it's like it's what's that mean? Well, if you put it when you put it that way, it, you know, and, and it is because here's the deal. I, I would probably agree with you, because even as a as a, of a child of the uh, the 90s, uh, you know, watching that movie, the there were aspects of it that, you know, were a little frightening for like little old Isaac. So, um, you know, and that's and that's not something I really thought about until just now when you when you kind of put it into that perspective. But also you think of the time period, right? The 50s. I mean, you didn't have bloody gory movies in the 50s. I mean, I think the the worst that you got were maybe monster movies. But even then, a lot of those were, you know, maybe not at the time, but retrospectively, they're kind of put into that PG category. So, you know, honestly, I see exactly where you're coming from. You know, if this movie were released um, in today's day and age, I think it would be very different um, had it not been released in the 50s. But I think given that time period, oh, yeah, I, I would put this in the same category as like a monster movie, like a swamp or what is it? The creature from or the Black Lagoon or, yep. you know, Dracula. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, horror. I mean, here's the thing. We we lump horror, monster movies into horror, into the horror genre, right? That's that's just what we do now. It, it's classic horror. It's a way to find it. To me, The Wizard of Oz is a monster movie. It, it, yeah. it is in that same vein. It's got that same feel. It's based on classic literature. I mean, to me, it's it's the exact same. I mean. I guess it's all on how you define horror, but if you're going to, again, if you're going, and again, I am the biggest flag bearer for, for the universal monsters and the classic horror to me, this, this fits right in with it. Uh, but anyway, I, we got, we got in a way on a tangent there <laughs> talking about oh, anniversary dates, but another anniversary date uh, on November 9th, 1984, the nightmare on Elm street was released. The very first, the very original, uh, I won't say, I don't, here's the thing. <laughs> Let's get on a tangent here. Let's talk about nightmare a little bit for just a moment. <laughs> I, I love the Nightmare series, right? But let's be honest. Some of them are whew, a little out there. I, I love the first one. I, it is a great, great film. Uh, of course, it's got Johnny Depp in it and all that. But to me, Dream Warriors is my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I'm sure at some point we're going to dive deeper into Nightmare and we'll discuss it. Ike, do you have a favorite in the Nightmare franchise? Yeah, no, I honestly, I have to agree. Because yeah, here's the deal. Uh, first things first before I get into that. Nightmare on Elm Street, it, it used to be my favorite horror movie um, until I really got into like Halloween and I really just fell in love with just Halloween in general. But Nightmare on Elm Street used to be one of those movies where I'd watch and I'm like, this is just, I mean, it, and I do still feel this way. I think it's probably one of the best, if not the best horror movie of the 80s. Um, you know, you have, I would say one of the best horror soundtracks of all time you have this very dreamlike nature to it you have i would say probably one of the most iconic horror movie villains of all time and you have who i would say is one of my favorite final girls heather langenkamp in this movie um and i just oh love it chef's kiss but yeah i would agree dream warriors or uh west craven's new nightmare is probably my favorite uh nightmare scene. oh yeah 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 new nightmare is great too it, it's such, that is such an original take for me i very mm-hmm. much like that one uh it, that's a great one um yeah so uh <laughs> anyway see we got a little tension so that's okay right this is <laughs> supposed to spawn discussions <laughs> um 
So let's talk about uh, upcoming streaming and release. We've kind of gotten past, you know, October and Halloween. So some of this is going to die down a little bit, right? All of our major releases got out, but that does not mean there is not still stuff uh, out there for horror. Uh, coming out on November 8th uh, on Screenbox and then video on demand the same day is all jacked up and full of worms. It is a, a motel worker discovers that snorting earthworms gives him a euphoric hallucinatory trip. Uh, sounds wild and whatever else, but Ike, here's the thing. We're covering this movie next episode. We're going to watch and review all jacked up and full of worms. I've seen the trailer. It looks a little weird. Um, that's okay because weird horror is good horror. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Again, that comes out November 8th on Screenbox. Uh, speaking of Screenbox, it is uh, as a happy Halloween here. We gave a bonus episode out, but Screenbox on Halloween as a Halloween gift gave you Terrifier 2. That's right. If you've been waiting, if you couldn't go see it or if you want to see it again, Terrifier 2 is now streaming on Screenbox. Screenbox is dirt cheap. It's like five bucks a month to subscribe to it. So if, you got to see this movie, right? We've, we've been talking about it pretty much nonstop. Everybody's been talking about it pretty much nonstop since it's been released. So go subscribe to Screenbox uh, and watch it and support. Again, we've got to support these movies. we got to support. I, I, I love supporting streaming services that are horror centric. Um, because they're giving us movies like this, right? The Terrifier 2, some of the movies we've talked about, Deadstream, and some of these things we've seen on Shudder is movies that we talk about. I mean, if we didn't have these streaming services, we wouldn't have these stream- these movies. Nope. Uh, and then speaking again of Screenbox, here we are. I mean, this is apparently is a Screenbox week for us. Uh, Deep Fear was recently released on Screenbox. It is a three young, freshly graduated students decide to have a little fun visiting the Paris catacombs. Soon, Sonia, Max, and Henry need to escape from a strange creature hiding in the bowels of the earth hoping to unleash hell on the surface. Hmm. Again, like we talked about this recently, you put anything underground in tight spaces, I'm fucking, I'm, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> uh, I don't have to watch this thing to know it's going to terrify me. Um, the Paris catacombs, it, it, catacombs in general, fascinate me to think yeah. that there's places out there with these, I mean, essentially almost cities under the cities in some cases. It's, it is wild to me. Uh, and I'm curious I, to, I, I'm curious to watch this to see what the creature is. I'm, yeah. I swear they made that movie before. I think oh. deep. Wait, yeah, as above, so below. That's a it's a paranormal movie about it's a like yeah. a found footage paranormal movie about the Paris catacombs. I mean, I'll yeah. watch it. I'm not saying anything about Scream, but I ain't talking shit. But I, I have, <laughs> I think I've seen well, this movie. No, good. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty sure in the description it says that it's. it's uh, I can't remember how they described it exactly. It was as some movie meets as above, so below. It, it actually even mentioned in the description it was eh, that that's pulling influences from there. Uh, you know what, Fair what it is. I, 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 <laughs> I guess if you cite your references, it's all right. Right. But uh, right. <laughs> I, I'll still give it a shot and we'll watch that. Uh, nothing it's really not, major coming it's up. It's not plagiarism. If you cite your references, no, it's right. sorry, it's go right. ahead. <laughs> not plagiarism. It's research. That's right. I mean, Damn that, that's been, that's right. Uh, there are millions of college students that have said that in the, in the past. <laughs> uh, nothing notable coming out to theaters in the near future. But uh, as a note, uh, if I'm sure the entire world's talking about it again. And, and Ike, let's talk about this for a moment. It has just been announced that coming into the future to Peacock, there is a prequel series to Friday the 13th called Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. Brian Fuller will be the head writer of the showrunner. He's currently executive producer of Queer for Fear, the history of queer horror that's currently running on Shutter. What's more intriguing to this, pr- apparently, Fuller's been interviewed since this announcement on on some for some site for Fangoria and some other sites. He has stated A24. A24 is the studio that's behind this which that alone is pretty amazing. But he has been interviewed and has said legally 
he said legally the movie rights are still in just a mess, right? He doesn't know when that'll get sorted out. But as far as this television and streaming, everybody's on board. Legally, everybody has signed on on board. And he says that anything that has appeared in a Friday the 13th movie to date is fair game for this prequel series. Now, hmm. he, he has indicated that he can't really divulge anything that he, he kind of gave the vibe that prequel is a weird term to use for this. And uh, I, I'm, I'm curious about this because everybody seems to think this is a prequel to the first movie. And this is going to be like talking pre Pamela Voorhees, right? Right. I'm not so sure that's where this is going. Apparently, the interview I read, he's given a vibe like this might be more pre reboot movie, which if you take it to that way, that's that's more wide open. Right. Because that movie jumped into knee deep when Jason was already a thing. Yeah. And it just it just kind of hit the Pamela Voorhees thing in the opening credits. Given that they can they can pull the hockey mask, they can pull the adult Jason. I don't think they're going. Uh, I don't think they're going kid Jason in this. I really don't. I think this is going to tie more. I don't know. I, I'm very con- intrigued by because he, he stressed he couldn't say anything, but he gave the indication that prequel was eh, maybe not the absolute best term for this series. So. I'm curious what the will go. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm excited as hell for it, and I can't wait to see it. With everybody on board, being on Peacock, it's going to have some budget. Uh, this is going to be pretty amazing. Um, I I know you're a Friday the Thirteenth franchise fan, as I am. You got to be pumped for this as well. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like you said, Brian. You know, A24. You know, for people who don't know, A24 gave us X, Midsummer, Hereditary, Lighthouse, uh, X Machina. Uh, it comes at night. Uh, you know, I could go on. They've given us so many freaking good movies. So I have full confidence that the people who are on this project are going to give us a very, very, very palatable product. But I'm very curious of how they're going to put this into the perspective of the Friday the 13th timeline, because, you know, a lot of the Friday the 13th movies, they don't really fit together real well. There's a lot of weird chron- chronology that happens with those movies and there's not a whole lot of consistency between the movies. So I don't – and like you said, I don't think they're going to do original series, Jason. I don't think they're going to do all of that. Um, definitely not pre-Pamela Voorhees for sure. But I do think that they're going to do something with the reboot because like you said, we've talked about it before. The reboot did exactly what I think they should have done with the original movies. <laughs> they, inc- they included the first three movies in one, one foul swoop. Um, you know, Pamela Voorhees, ho- uh, hockey mask and bag face Jason. So, you know, I think that they're going to go with the pre the, the remake. They're going to do the reboot. And I hope, cause I think it would be cool because in their remake, J- uh, Jason, you actually see Jason, see his mother get killed. So I would be very curious to see maybe this will follow the events immediately after that, between that and the beginning of this, the 2008 movie. So that would be cool. I, I'm very excited for this. Yeah, because they give the indication there's a time jump there, right? There's clearly yeah. some time that's passed. So, you know, Jason's I'm sure he's been busy <laughs> during that time doing <laughs> things. Right. I mean, maybe we'll see what he's doing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's taking a cooking class. Who knows what he's doing in there? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out again. I'm excited. I'm I know so many people have trepidation when they when things come up, right? And I get that. Yeah. If you love a franchise and something new's coming, you're always like, oh, don't screw up what I love. I get that. But come on. Have you seen all the Friday the 13th movies? They're, they screwed up stuff before. It's happened. <laughs> all right? And I'm not – and here's the thing. I'm not saying anything bad because, fucking, I love Jason Takes Manhattan. 
right? Oh, I, I do. I love I it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan when they, when they screw up, quote unquote, I love it, right? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm okay with the little wacky. So everything does not have to be, you know, the Mona Lisa pasted on the wall. Let's, you know, all oh, look at this piece of artwork. It's okay just to fucking have fun, right? Yep. And, and, and you've got people behind this that are putting out quality products. I've always put out good movies. I don't have any doubt that whatever it is, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be original. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, what's a, you know, whatever I'm trying to say, it's going to, it's going to have a, be a tribute to some of the material that's out there. I'm sure there'll be plenty of nods and tips of the hat and Easter eggs and all that. Cause that's, that's part of filmmaking nowadays. Yep. And it's like, man, I, why does everybody prejudge before they've even seen, right? I was, I was, Excited as hell for Halloween ends until it came out, and then I judged. <laughs> but let's not. Let's. Let's. I think it's gonna have to be our goal to see if we can bring up Halloween ends in every single episode for here for from here to eternity. Um, let's just don't prejudge, guys. Right? Let's let's watch. Like, let's wait. Yeah. Let's see what they do. Give it a chance. Let's be excited that after all these years, we're getting something new official Friday the Thirteenth because it's been yeah. a mess and we haven't had anything, and it didn't look like anything was gonna happen. So let's just be excited that hey, well, we're getting something and uh, and let's give it a chance. So, no, all yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I agree 100 percent, 100 percent. I tell you, it's like that in anything, anything. It's not just horror. It's any any genre of, of fandom out there. Right. Everybody's Amen. everybody's so fickle. It's like you go. I mean, I grew up in a time period when you had things that you loved. And sometimes you went very, very long. Without anything, no merchandise, no nothing. And you're like, man, I wish there'd be more, right? I like the Star Wars movies, right? I grew up with the original trilogy and I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not going to go into a sidetrack on what's good and what's not good, but I grew up with the original trilogy, right? And then I went like two decades with nothing. And I'm like, man, come on, just give us something. Give us some toys, give us, and then stuff comes out and all people want to say is, well, this is shit. I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. You should have went through the dry spout when we didn't have anything. I'll take whatever, you know, I mean, so. <laughs> Take things for what they are and just have a little fun. But anyway, that's that's uh that's the old man yelling at the clouds here. It's like <laughs> fucking people. It's movies. It's uh, I I'm as passionate as the next guy, but don't take it so seriously, right? It's there's not really a Jason sitting out somewhere in a casting trailer that's offended if they're gonna do the wrong movie. Hey, come on, it's a character. Have a little fun with it. All right, let me catch my breath. Let me take a drink here, calm myself down, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about what we watched this week. Halloween, the festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. All right. I think I've, I've calmed my blood pressure a little bit. I calmed <laughs> down. I got off my soapbox. Now let's talk about anything we did spooky. Of course, it was Halloween because, of course, there was a lot of spooky uh, since last episode. Just some weird-ass shit I did. I, I, I Have you seen the, the – did you see the Papa John's jack-o'-lantern pizza? I think they've done it for a couple years now. Yeah. Uh, have you, you see this? Yeah. <laughs> I got I one of those. I'm a sucker. It's it's become a tradition for me. And of course, I'm the goof that you know gets the Jack Leonard pizza, takes a weird selfie, and puts it on, on on social media. That's what I do. I don't give it. I don't. You know, I'm the I am the oldest teenage girl in the book, and that's okay. Uh, and then the other Halloween, you know, you, the, on you know the night before Halloween, we carve Jack lanterns and put those out. That's a that's the thing we do every year. Uh, and then of course uh, there was Halloween, right? We watched uh, Halloween movies. We we had a big you know spooky buffet of food. Uh, we ended it with by watching uh, Halloween Kills, and yes, I watched Halloween Ends again uh, that night um, because uh, you know one of my sons here in the house hadn't seen it yet, and he wanted to see it. We saved it for Halloween, and I watched it, 
eh, it didn't really get any better for me, but it was okay. <laughs> but I, here's a weird thing. As much as I'm bashing this movie, I've officially seen it three times now. And it's, uh, so I, I don't think there's been a movie that I've ever knocked more that I've seen more time. I mean, I, I hate the movie Coyote Ugly, but I've only seen that motherfucker one time and it ain't, <laughs> it ain't getting to two. And, uh, so, oh, but anyway, uh, I, I, what'd you do spooky this week? Anything? Yeah. You know, um, I, you know, first and foremost, I was traveling the, this last weekend. So, you know, that's typically when we try and do some like spooky stuff, uh, especially right before Halloween. So, um, since I was traveling, I didn't get to do much. Um, I did go out to dinner on Monday, um, which, you know, I guess you can consider it spooky because everybody was dressed up at the restaurant. Um, living in Florida, I went to a, a beachside restaurant actually. So, you know, it was kind of weird, like being near the beach. It's October. It's not super cold. And like people are dressed up. It was it was kind of weird, but kind of cool at the same time. Um, but also, you know, for people who don't know, I, I love video games. I'm a huge video gamer. Um, and I, I talked about Resident Evil earlier, but I did play the new Resident Evil 8 uh, DLC Shadows of Rose, um, which is definitely spooky. I, I was that, that thing had me jumping and stuff. It was it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm excited for uh, there's actually they're doing a, a new Resident Evil game that comes out. in I think March of next year, it's called Resident Evil 4. It's a remake of the original Resident Evil 4, which came out in like 06. So. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that too. But no, yeah, nothing else. Just went to dinner and I played some Resident Evil. That's good. Uh, hopefully the dinner wasn't spooky. You know, hopefully you didn't spend the night in the bathroom or anything and <laughs> <laughs> making weird ass noises and stuff. Uh, so <laughs> creatures from the deep. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> As above, so below. Let's let's tie it back to that one. Oh, uh, we, we've uh, we've lowered ourselves to bathroom humor now. Oh, that's a <laughs> new low. I, I blame Halloween ends, right? Let's blame everything on Halloween ends, right? <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about what we what we watched this week. As always, I'm very busy. I, I am fortunate enough that uh, when I work, I can always have a, a movie on, right? So in, in the background, I paint this. So I, I get I get a lot of time to get through a lot of stuff. It doesn't really distract me from my work. If anybody's listening, uh, <laughs> so it's on the background. Uh, but I did watch a Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, continued watching that on Netflix. Uh, it is on there. Um, they, it's been weird because I, I watched again. There were some new episodes that dropped today. They're dropping it weird to me. Like the first week, they dropped like two episodes, and they dropped two episodes, and like today, they dropped like four episodes or something. It was, I don't understand their schedule here, but all eight episodes are out now, and I'm, I'm enjoying the series. These last episodes are not as good as the early episodes. There were some of those first four. Man, I loved them. Um, and uh, I, I know it's on your review. Have you? How much have you? Have Cabinet of Curiosities? Have you made it through? Oh, man, let me let me look at the episodes because I don't like I remember watching them, but like I don't remember like which I, I okay like obviously I started at number one, um, but like there was I I'm hope trying so. to remember which yeah <laughs> no I, I yeah I gotta watch it or if I don't watch it or my brain all those freaking aneurysm <laughs> I, I'm one of those people that if I don't watch it in the chronological order like I even have sometimes hard time watching movies that I've seen before out of order yeah oh man but anyways. So, okay, I'm pulling. What was the what? first episode? Do you remember off the top of your head? No idea. There's one of the early episodes was the with the storage unit. Was that the first one? Um, yes, the, that was the first one. Yeah, the guy that bought the storage unit. So that one was a pretty good episode. I enjoyed that one. My big question is, have you got to the one about the lotion yet? Yes. Oh, man, I, I, I really loved that episode. Honestly. That episode was absolutely incredible. That I'm not sure what that girl's name is. I cannot remember her name. She was in what was it, Garfunkel and Oates, some comedic duo. She's yeah. been on Big Bang Theory and lots of in lots of different things. She was in Clerks Three. She's been in lots of different things. She is hilarious. And 
she was absolutely amazing. Her husband was incredible. The whole load. Oh my God. It was weird. It was disgusting in parts. It was, uh, and the best part of it was the, the ending and yeah. whatever she was doing with these weird. Oh, it was, it was so perfectly shot and acted. It was, uh, so here's my thing. If, if you watch one episode of this entire series, I'm not sure what it's called. It's you'll see it. It's about lotion. Yes. That's the one to watch. That is the it's, best episode uh, of the series. It's episode four, the outside. There you go. Um, the outside it is a, it is great. That is my, by far my favorite. I've got one episode left in the series. Um, I'm struggling through these last couple. They're not near as good, but you know what? I've got to finish it off. But uh, none of them touch that one. That That is the the best one. Uh, so yeah. I watched that. And, and then I also went back and rewatched that uh, from beyond uh, from 1986. Uh, you, if you want to watch it, it's free on Tubi or it's on video demand. It's got Barbara Crampton is in it, which uh, who I absolutely love. Uh, and it's also got Jeffrey West. Uh, so it's got the, both of them from reanimator. Uh, they're also in this movie. It's based on an HP Lovecraft story. It's, it's an all right movie. I enjoy it. It's it's pretty fun. I did watch Barbarian uh, this week on HBO Max, and uh, oh, yeah? it's got Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long. Uh, I absolutely loved it, man. I thought it was pretty cool. It was fun. Uh, in doing the research for this, we found out the the in this the home address uh, in this movie was four seven six Barbary Street. Of course, Barbary Street's a play on Barbarian, and four seven six is the year that the Barbarians invaded Rome. So I, I like when they do little nods and Easter eggs like that. So. But again, I highly recommend watching Barbarian on HBO Max. Uh, I went back and rewatched Terror Train from 1980. It's free on 2B Plex. It's on the Roku channel. And plus, it's on AMC Plus. Of course, that is one of Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, horror films post-Halloween, the original Halloween. And a uh, little fact, this is the only film that David Copperfield, magician David Copperfield, was in where he did not play himself. Uh, he was in this film. And then I did watch Werewolf by Night, the Disney plus Marvel thing. Uh, it's based on Marvel Comics characters characters that originally were in Marvel Tales number 116 in July 1953. It was okay. It was, it was fun. Uh, it was, you know, nicely shot. Uh, I like it. You know, I think it was a, 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 the right idea to do it. Something like these special presentations instead of doing an ongoing series. Uh, and then I went uh, as part of my uh, Halloween celebrations, I rewatched 1987's monster squad, which you can watch on Paramount plus. And then I watched the new, uh, there's actually two, but I watched the newest episode of Simpson Treehouse of horror, which, um, there is, I will say this, for anybody that's a Simpsons fan, for anybody that has been a little exasperated maybe by, by, I like all Simpsons to a different degree, but a lot of people I know complain about modern Simpsons, the, the latest Simpsons. The last segment they did in this Treehouse of Wars is absolutely the best material they've done in years. It is so, it, there's so many callbacks to, to pass up. It's brilliant. It's so, it is amazing. If I don't care if you quit watching Simpsons and you think you don't, you're not a fan anymore. Watch the new Treehouse of Horror just to watch that last segment. It's it is absolutely amazing. Uh, so I uh, we I know we mentioned Cabinet of Curiosities, but uh, what else did you watch? So I know you said you were traveling, but did you get to watch anything else? Yeah, I was able to watch a few things. Um, yeah, like you said, I watched the first four episodes of Cabinet of Curiosity. I need to watch the rest. Um, I watched uh, VHS 1999 finally. Um, I know you kind of reviewed it last week, but I was able to catch it this week, and honestly, super duper good. Uh -huh. Like you said, I, I really like the uh, kind of like the last two parts of it where, you know, yep. it kind of it was just oh so good. What what did you think about the, the game show one, the double dare game show segment? Was that segment not amazing? That that was so cool. And and here's the deal. I, I love Stephen Ogg, who plays the, mm. the, the game show host. He's in yeah. uh, for people who don't know. He's he's one of Negan's people and Walking Dead. But he also uh, does. Yep. Uh, he's in like Grand Theft Auto or some shit. But I love that guy. He's so funny. 
and like you're you're, you're like you're kind of cracking up and you're like what's going on here and then like she just like for spoiler alert she just breaks the her fucking leg and i mean it is a gnarly <laughs> break and like that i recoiled at that yeah and oh my god so good it, honestly it's the best one yet i agree um but it makes me excited because they're doing another one aren't they yes they're doing 85 which is vhs 85 it does like i said there's i think there's what five of them now there's been five i've i've enjoyed them all but every one i've enjoyed a little more than the one before it i just yep. think the series is getting better i think they're really really found their groove and like i said i think the year themed kind of ties it together a little better gives it a more cohesive feel um and i man i i just i i liked 94 i thought 99 was even better and i am super pumped for 85 uh so man i thought it was a fun movie no yeah absolutely i love anthologies i love vhs so i'll, I'll definitely watch it but then uh, really, the only other thing I watched, um, I watched some of the Resident Evil movies, like the Mila Jovovich ones, uh, but I also went back and watched Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City from 2021. You can actually catch that on Stars if you want to watch it, or uh, Video On Demand. Uh, I love Resident Evil. I love Welcome to Raccoon City, and I'm sure there are some Resident Evil fans, and we were kind of talking this earlier, but like Resident Evil fans are some of the worst fans out there, I swear. I'm a Resident Evil fan. I'm kind of ashamed to be a Resident Evil fan. Because, Jesus, I am sh- i don't know if you've heard, but, like, they shit on everything. Did you watch the Resident Evil series on Netflix? I, I did not, no. So, so many people bitched and moaned about that series and complained so fucking much, and they ended up canceling it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was different. It wasn't what the typical Resident Evil. It used it as material, but it wasn't, like, super strict to what the original source was. And I thought it was great. It had Lance Reddick in it, who plays in John Wick, and I love Lance Reddick, mm-hmm. but people are bitching and moaning so much, and the fucking show got canceled, so I'm officially, v- like, vetoing, like, Resident Evil fans. I hate them. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want to sound luxury, and I, I hope I don't offend anybody that might be listening, but, man, there are so many toxic fans out there nowadays. On, yeah. on Like I said, in every genre, every property out there, and I get it, right? I have things that I'm I love and I'm passionate about, but I don't think I've I don't think I've ever got to the point where it's like I I I I just want to blast it so bad and pick it apart. I I can call you know what I can call it for what it is. I can say if something's not very good or whatever, that's okay. But I don't I don't want I, I still want to support it because if yeah. I love the property, I still want there to be more. And if, if you're out there bashing it, it you're going to kill it, right? You're going to kill what you supposedly love. And there's so many people that 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 are like that. They just think they want to – they're – I don't know what they're they, – they feel like they're protectors of the property. I don't – it's it's weird to me. And yeah. it's I, – I hate that shit. I hate people that go out and, and knock people for wearing movie shirts or band shirts. or like, oh, you're not a big – a true fan. What the fuck you? What the hell does that even mean, right? I mean <laughs> I don't give a shit if one person – Wears a band shirt and they like one song by that person. Okay, they who cares? They have a right then to to wear that shirt if they want. Who? Why is there got to be a degree, a rating system for this stuff? I don't care. I, I see a band shirt out there and my immediate if it's a band I like, my or a movie or whatever it is, my immediate thought is hell yeah, there's somebody that's spending money and supporting something I love, so maybe it'll help it out, right? Yeah. I don't care what they like. I don't care if they like one movie or one character. Who cares, right? I don't care whatever if there's just one kernel of love that this person has for this there's something that we have in common right there's something that I can I could have a conversation to whatever degree it is and I don't care if if they can't talk to my level or if I can't talk to theirs who cares 
right? At, there is a level there, though, between us that we can talk, right? We can speak. If it's a band, and, and, I, and I've done this, right? I, we talked on their Halloween special. I'm a huge Kiss fan, right? I was here one time in, in town. I was out at dinner, and uh, there was a girl working. It's a waitress that had a Kiss shirt on, right? And I was like, oh, man, I love your shirt. Are you a Kiss fan? She's like, oh, to be honest, I just really love rock and roll all night, right? Everybody knows rock and roll all night. Everybody loves rock and roll all night. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to sit there and rip her apart and bash her that she only loves that. That's fine. But I can sit there and, and I can relate to this, right? That's one person that likes something about something I love. Why am I not going to be cool and, and, and be happy about that? Right. So, no, and I, I agree because if you – here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is first and foremost, you shitting on a product and saying – and like trying to convince people not to watch it or – or participate in it or whatever the case is. Only thing it does is hurt the product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then they start canceling projects. They start not renewing things. And, you know, and this isn't Resident Evil exclusive, but there are a lot of properties where people are like, why are they not making more of this property? But then they'll turn right around and just absolutely blast the fuck out of something on social media. And in similar concept, I, I was at a convention one time. And somebody had a uh, a Resident Evil lanyard, and I was like, "Hey, I love your lanyard." And you know, I struck up a conversation. I'm like, "Do you like the Resident Evil games?" They're like, "Well, I've only really played the new ones." And again, I was like, "That's fucking amazing! Great, keep buying these games." You know, and I told him, you know, if you're ever interested, check out these other games. You know, it's it, it doesn't have to be. It's called gatekeeping. That's a term that I learned. It's yeah. gatekeeping. People are trying to gatekeep these things, and it's not cool. Nobody thinks you're awesome. Nobody's sitting there clapping like, oh, hell yeah, this guy's, oh, fuck yeah, he's, he's, he's teaching them. Oh, no, we just think you're a dickhead. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> here's the thing. It, it's all just opinion, right? It's yep. all opinion and taste. And and I hate when people try to – they mistake opinion for fact, right? Yep. Because those are two different things. And you can't – There's opinions are not facts. There's no factual status on an opinion, right? And if somebody loves – Whatever it is, whether it's Resident Evil, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's horror movies, whether it's Kiss, whatever it is, if they love anything about that, any anything at all, whether it's it's a, a little bit, whether it's a lot, whether they're new, whether they're a longtime fan, and if you are bashing it for it, you're just a dick and you're an asshole. And what you're doing is you are you're crushing that person because if that person that person may have just discovered this property, they imagine what it is. Go back to when what and, and I'm speaking to you specifically. Like I'm speaking out into the into the you know what the universe. Yep. But uh, imagine that feeling when what uh, something that you you love, whether it be horror movies, whether it be Resident Evil, whether again whatever it is, imagine that feeling you got when you first discovered it and how exciting it was and how as you discovered things and you watched things or you played the games or whatever it might be, how exciting that journey was and and how how wrapped up you were and how passionate you got about it. Who are we or anybody to judge someone else that's new and kill their spirit before they've even dove into that journey? I mean, they could have just discovered that one song or that one game or that one movie or that one actor or whatever it is that's going to start. It could start a lifelong journey for them into this, into this. Right. They're not going to learn everything overnight. And who's to say they're not going to keep learning. Right. That waitress that loved rock and roll all night. Who's not to say that? She's not going to go and keep listening through their catalog and and, and find out how much she actually loves Kiss. And, and right. And just because I can rattle off deep cuts, you know, off their 70s albums and she knows one song. What does that make me better than her? No, it doesn't make me better than her. It just makes it I, I've, I've had I, you know longer than I've been associated with being a fan of this band. 
That's all it is. It's just a time thing. So I, I could I could talk on this for hours. I'm not going to let's let's get off this soapbox because <laughs> it drives me nuts. I am. I am totally the kind of I don't care how much you like if man, if I see someone that likes something I like what it, or just has an interest, I'm like all about it. I'm like, hey, let me help you. Right. Let me let me talk to you about this. Right. Let me give you my opinions and let me hear your opinions and and let me share and, and tell you what you need to watch. And 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 let me let me feel your excitement on being a new because everybody I, I I have so many movies and things I love. There's so many times I wish, man, I could I wish I could watch it again for the first time. Right. I wish I could see it again because I love this movie, but I wish I could I could capture that feeling I got when I first watched it one more time and just forget I ever watched it and, and, and watch it again. And, and, and I can't. So it's exciting to me when I see people that are, you know, that are discovering these things. And uh, so, yeah, uh, there we go. I, <laughs> I guess we got a little lecturing. That's OK, because I feel very strongly again. I hope we didn't offend anybody out there. But nah, if, I mean, yeah, I mean, if if if, <laughs> if you're that kind of person, I I just don't think I don't know. I don't think we got a lot in common to relate to anyway. Like we said from the very get go, hey, we're pretty positive, right? We like shitty movies, and uh, we try to find the positives and things that, rather than point out the negatives. You know, we'll we'll point out when we don't like anything. <laughs> Halloween ends, but <laughs> you know, I'm just joking. We uh, you know, but we're not going to do it to the point of bashing, and I'm not going to judge anybody else if they like it. And I hate it. That doesn't make any difference to me. Uh, yeah. More power to them. That's their right. You know, here I've there's again. Let's go back to Kiss. I love Kiss. A lot of people say Kiss is the shittiest band in the world. All right, that's okay. That doesn't change how much I like them. I don't care what you <laughs> think. I mean, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. So, man, I feel like I, I feel like our breaks are very well timed because it gives me a chance to get my old man blood pressure down before we go <laughs> on to the next segment here. So, <laughs> so yeah. So let's take a little break here, and uh, we'll come back and we'll review our two movies we watched for this episode. The following film is an account of a tragedy that transpired in an isolated property. You'll have to go down to the farm. Are you sure this is the right place? He said it's his grandpa's house. I'm pretty sure no one lives there. Okay, we're back. I've uh, I, I've, I've, I've meditated for a moment and I've, I've calmed <laughs> myself down. And I feel like I'm about to get fired up again because we're going to talk about these two movies. And one of them... One of them gets me a little fired up. Oh, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. But uh, let's let's start. We're going to start with the one that fires me up. Let's start with Christy. Ike, oh, uh, I'm really. Ike, yeah, Christy came out in 2014. And if you want to watch it, it's free on Tubi. Uh, you can also get it on Vudu. It's on Freebie. It's on the, the Roku app. And it's on you video do. on demand. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently it's everywhere out there. So uh, here's, a, here's the synopsis of it. It says a college girl, Justine, works hard to support herself at Bryce College, where she studies. During Thanksgiving weekend, her boyfriend Aaron goes home, and Justine has plans to stay on campus with her roommate Nicole. Out of the blue, Nicole's father invites her to Aspen while Justine remains in the dorm. One night, Justine drives to a convenience store to buy supplies and meets Violet. Supplies is a weird word. And meets Violet, who threatens her. Shaken, Justine returns to campus, where she soon finds herself being hunted down by Violet and three hoodlums from a cult. Justine has has to fight to survive. Uh, The movie is starring Haley Bennett and Ashley Green. Oh man, I, I have to say I've, I've never really heard of this movie. We 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 kind of picked this to throw out because we're in the November, and we're a little lighter on the new releases. So we thought we would try to tie in some stuff that that's kind of Thanksgivingy, right? That's, or that's at least around Thanksgiving. And this, like I said, this happens Thanksgiving weekend. There's not a lot of Thanksgiving theme to it per se, but uh, so we thought, you know what? I thought, hey, we've never seen, I, I've never watched this movie. This would be good, right? This is something new. It's a fairly, like I said, it's 2014, so it's a it's a fairly newer movie. 
Um, I'm just going to say right off the bat overall, I, I didn't like the movie. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it didn't have a lot of redeeming good. I don't know what it was. I, I do have some ideas of what it was, but I don't know. It just, it fell short for me. Um, so before we go into some more details and get some notes, I, what, what, what is your opinion? I mean, and, and don't be afraid to be different from me again. We've, we've talked yeah. about this. Uh, <laughs> what, what's your overall, your opinions on Christy? Yeah, no, you know, so I, I have seen this movie before. Um, when we were coming up with ideas, I was like, I'm trying to think of a movie that happens during Thanksgiving. And I was trying to think, like, what's something that is in that realm? And I was like, well, that movie, Christy, yeah, that happens during Thanksgiving break. It's not super Thanksgiving, but it's in that world, you know. So, you know, and so I've seen it before. And when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, you know, it's a it's a good movie. It's fun. Obviously, it's not going to win any awards, but, you know, it, it was just one of those movies. Nothing it, It's one of those ones you can't read too far into it because if you start reading too far into it. You're going to start saying things like, well, you know, when I was in college, for instance, they wouldn't let you just stay on campus. They would <laughs> they would they would move you to a, like a specific dorm or they would just tell you, get the fuck out. Um, you know, and my wife said the same thing, you know, she, when she, cause she went to ball state, which is a little bit of a bigger campus than what I went to. She said the same thing. She's like, yeah, no, if you're staying on campus, they're going to move you into one dorm. You don't get to stay in your own, or they're just going to tell you to go home. Um, so, you know, I, obviously there are some flaws with this movie, but I personally, I enjoyed it. I think it's a fun little, you know, you kind of like a weird internet cult movie where, you know, this person's getting killed because she, you know, she's a certain, she looks a certain way. And, you know, cause they, the, the whole Christy thing, Christy stands for like follower of Jesus or something or follower yeah. of God. And, and they kind mm. of tie in like this cult is killing people who they think m- match like this description. And, and it kind of adds to like, in my opinion, it adds to like the, you know, kind of the nonsense of it. Like they're just killing randomly at this point. You know, it's not a specific person. It's just anybody that they feel embodies this like idea that they have. So I kind of like that. Um, But no, yeah, I I don't like the ending very much. I, I, um, I, and I'm sure you're probably (laughs) going to talk about it, but I I feel like it didn't make any, it didn't make any sense, but I was like, you know, there's a hundred different ways you could have ended the movie and it would have made more sense. But yeah, Yeah. that's my thoughts. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was weird. I mean, the concept of this cyber cult that's – they're essentially hunting people they feel are privileged, right? Like kind of privileged. Right. That's okay. I, I can't – yeah, because here's the thing. Unfortunately, it, it, I, now there's a little – there's some kernels of, of, of truth in some of this, right? There's some things yeah. happening, right? And – but the I mean, but there's a twist of Christy's not privileged, right? She's working. She's busting her ass to put herself through college. They see her driving – I think it was a BMW or whatever it is. It's not her car. It's her roommate's car that she left because Violet points out, oh, I like your car, right? They they have prejudged her based on what they're seeing, and it's totally false, right? She's not privileged in any way. She's not what they think she is. And I don't know. I mean, the movie, it, there was, yeah, it was there were some creepy parts. It just felt slow moving to me. And yeah. uh, I thought, I, I, I thought the Violet character, could have been good if they had just maybe given a little more developing right and i'm no you don't have to give it a, a, a lot of backstory but i just felt if maybe there could have been a little something to show it, the opening sequence where they showed them killing this other girl i think you could have switched that out with maybe an opening sequence of why violet hates these privileged girls right these pretty yeah. blonde privileged girls 
make her be something that's a trigger, right? I, I know she's part of a bigger picture in this movie, but still, I just felt like there maybe could have been a little something there. I don't know. It was it was just a little odd to me. And again, it, the movie just felt like a drug. I, one of the creepiest parts of me was how the I think it was just the one guy kept whistling. Jesus loves me. And it yep. was so that was pretty weird. And that was pretty creepy. Uh, it, man, when you take songs out of context and put them in, in, in different settings. Yeah, you can get a whole creep over there. Well, you know, we always say cute is creepy. And uh, <laughs> I felt like, you know, this this <laughs> Sunday school hymn thing or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, it was a little weird in this context. And again, like I said, I, I thought Violet was creepy. She had a, a neat look about her. Uh, I just felt like there could have maybe been a little more development, a little more motive behind her. Uh, maybe at the end, like you said, the end, I don't know what the fuck. It was shit, right? She was I, I she was swimming through all this thing. And I mean, what happened? She mix up some pool chemicals to make something to set violent on fire. And yeah, I, I have no clue. Like I, even I was talking to my wife. Yeah. My wife has a science degree and she's like, I, and not to my knowledge, nothing that they would keep in a pool closet would do that. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, I, don't, I wouldn't think so. Like <laughs> it was odd. And yeah. And then, so she takes the, you know, then she takes a picture of her burned out and like puts it up on this, you know, cyber cult site or whatever said oh it's done but it turns i guess turns things in and it starts breaking down and they find out there's chapters all over the u.s and they're all being busted i'm like okay whatever that just seemed a little i don't know seemed a little peculiar to me and then and then did you see the post credit scene i don't what the hell was that i there, no, i, I didn't, there was, was post credit scene yeah there was a post credit scene where it looked like they hadn't all been completely done away and there was a guy that was uh, gonna grab another girl and then it just stopped all of a sudden so it's like what did they really think there was gonna be a sequel to this or something i mean did they well, think I, this was gonna i what the yeah, hell i was gonna say i kind of thought that there would be a sequel honestly because sorry i just pulled up the movie here i'm watching the end credit scene but i because i i'm really surprised i didn't sit around and wait for that because typically i do i've been conditioned by marvel yeah <laughs> yeah but then it just – it's like well, she, he goes to grab the girl. It stops abruptly, and it's weird because it's almost like you – is there? it's almost like is there another person that intercepts? It's, it's odd. I don't know whether it's trying to insinuate that this cult's going on, reforming, rebuilding, still out there. I don't know whether it's trying to insinuate that Christy or someone is now a vigilante it was, and it was supposed to show that he's, she's stopped. I, I, if I'm just reading too much into that whole scene. It was, it was a little peculiar to me. I don't know. The whole movie – Again, it just it didn't feel like it really ever got going for me. And it's just I don't know, not the kind of not the kind of movie. I mean, it was, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Not not a favorite of mine. Um, Yeah, I just I watched know. the end credits. Scene. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, there. I don't know what that was. I don't know. I don't weird. know if it was just to leave the door cracked for another one. If they if they could do it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but so let's uh let's rate this thing. Uh, Ike, what do you what are you giving it out of five screams? What are you giving Christy? Um, I, you know, like I said, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I mean, it was, I don't want to say it was bad or anything like that. It was just, it was just a movie. You know what I mean? It's just a movie you can watch. It's fun. So I'd give it about a three, three out of five. Yeah. See, I, I'm giving it a two. I, I just did. To me, it was just, it was one that, uh, I will not watch again. I, I probably <laughs> would watch, uh, you know, virtually anything <laughs> other than that. Well, except, than Halloween ends. <laughs> yeah. Or, or no coyote ugly. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm giving it a, I'm giving it two. So we're gonna average it out. So two and a half stars from us uh, for Christy. So now let's move on to the other movie, uh, Sawyer Massacre. We weren't gonna do this originally, but 
uh, it's been out there. It's getting a little attention and it seemed much more kind of in our vein of, of our interest. So I thought, no, let's balance this out a little bit with something that, uh, that's kind of exciting. It, it, it's a, uh, it's a fan film. Uh, and it's free on YouTube. Uh, if you check the show notes, I'll put the link to it there. And I, I highly suggest that, uh, that you go watch it. Uh, so it, the, the uh, synopsis of it is on June 30th, 1965, Jimmy's friends bring him to the Texas countryside to escape city life after a terrible tragedy. In need of supplies for their cabin, they ascend to a nearby gas station where they de- where they are distracted or excuse me, directed to find that their supplies are at an isolated farmhouse. But this property is not as it seems. They soon find themselves hunted by a cannibalistic psychopath. So this is a uh, fan film prequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original film. Um, and I have to say for a fan film, I, I really like this. I really thought it had a pretty good production quality about it. I thought it looked good. I thought it had a, a good feel kind of in sync with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and, and to me, this was, this was much more fun to watch. It was much more enjoyable. Uh, again, it, it might more be just my mindset of, of what I like. Um, but Ike, what was your overall view of, of Sawyer Massacre? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So let me, let me preface it by saying I did enjoy it. It was a fun movie. Um, obviously as far as a fan film goes, it's very good production value. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I, I will say that obviously the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies are not exactly notorious for having very concrete storylines, but I'm very curious where they would put this in terms of like what, which timeline. Cause as far as I'm aware, there are, there are three timelines. You have the original timeline, which are like the original four movies. You have the remake timeline, which is like the 2003 and 2006 movies and then the reboot timeline. So I, I'm assuming that this is just supposed to kind of take place as like a, alternate re, re like a prequel to just the original 74 movie is that right yes i think that's what they had in mind i think their intentions were that uh it would talk you know it's pre the original film it wouldn't really try to dive into too many deep topics where it would interfere with anything else out there right it would it would be kind of innocent enough in this ver- universe that it's really not changing it's not changing anything right no matter what you yeah. look at it and where you go it's not it's not trying to break any ground where it's going to conflict with anything that is canon out there. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was kind of confused where it placed, but, you know, in terms of canonicity, it didn't seem like it really clashed too much with anything else. Um, I, I thought it was interesting because I don't remember what the character's name is, but the really weird character that I think eventually has like metal in his head. I think, is that what they call mm. metalhead or something like that? Yeah, I think so. You, you, you see him as a kid at that gas station. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, so I, I do agree that like production value was really surprisingly good. The acting again was surprisingly good. Um, I, I've seen high budget pictures that have worse acting than that. And uh, I, I will say that the guy who played, uh, you know, I, I almost said jigsaw, Jesus Christ, who played <laughs> Le- Leatherface. Um, I was pleasantly surprised even at the end there where he kind of has his like little fit. Yeah. It's honestly, it sounded like Gunnar Hansen. I, I, it sounded exactly like the original and I was like, wow, that, that was pretty solid. And I I didn't exactly like the ending. Um, obviously I knew that they couldn't get away, but you didn't really get to see anybody die. So 
you know, and I like to see people die in these movies. So, <laughs> yeah. but it was interesting though. I will say it was good. I'd watch it again for sure. Yeah. Again, it's not, you know, it's not breaking any new ground. It's nothing, you know, trans, you know, whatever you want to say it's, but to me it was, it was fun. It was solid enough. Uh, especially if you keep into context that it's, you know, it's a fan film. It's someone who clearly a passion project. Um, yeah. you know, I, I really, I, I enjoyed it. Right. I would, you know, I'd give it another watch. I'm not, I'm not sure it's something I will seek out to watch or if I was going to do any kind of watch through of Texas Chainsaw Massacres, if I would feel like this has to be in my rotation. Um, but if, you know, with the right mood hits me, I, I would give it a rewatch. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's rate it. I, I would think, again, it's kind of middle of the road for me. I think I would give it just three screams uh, for this film. Nope, I'm right there with you. Three screams out of five. Yeah, again. That's a, you know, and that, again, that's not, you know, that's not any knock or anything else. That's, it is what it is. Um, and I don't, I don't think, I really feel like that's what they set out to do is just make a fun, a fun watch that, that shows that they, they, you know, enjoy the original film. And, uh, and I think they accomplished that, right? I, I think, uh, I think that's what they set out to do. I think it was done. And again, I would highly advise you to go watch it again. I'll put it, it's on, it's free on YouTube. It's easy to find. I will put a link in the show notes uh, so that it's easy to click on for anybody that wants to watch it. All right, like that's it. We've uh, we've got through another. We've we've man, we've been up and down a soapbox today. It's <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, we we got triggered on a few things here, and uh, you know, we we did our reviews and everything else. So before we get out of here, I you got anything that you want to throw in last minute? Um, you know, uh, just just don't be a dickhead. Just just don't be a dickhead, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and we've got like I said, we've got some films lined up to uh, to review in the next couple episodes, but we're always looking for ideal suggestions. So hit us up on those social medias. You can use the hashtag listen to screams with the number two in the middle there. And if you if there's something new, old, whatever, obscure, whatever it is, we don't care. We'll watch it. Right. If you want us to talk about it, review it or just get our general opinions on it, you know, hit us up. Let us know if you have anything or know anything that's out there that uh, is more Thanksgiving centric for November. Throw it out there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I haven't done a lot of research, but if there's like I don't know, if there's a serial killing turkey out there somewhere that we don't know about, let us know. Uh, we'll throw that in there. If you're an independent filmmaker, such as those that made the Sawyer Massacre, and you would like uh, to hear your show reviewed on ours, or you know, send us a link, hit us up, let us know. We'll we'll watch your film, right? We'll help you plug your thing. Because again, uh, we're all about supporting independent filmmakers and independent projects like this in, in the horror genre. So, uh, so that's it for this episode. Uh, like I said, uh, next week we will be or next episode we will be reviewing All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. Uh, so check that out uh, coming soon. Uh, but until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>